Hello, it's Pastor Malcolm here with the service for Sunday the 20th of November. The psalmist says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted amongst the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So today, be still. Release to the Lord all of the things that worry you. Release your concerns for the world, our nation and your family. Remind yourself that the Lord is God. He holds the world in his hands. He holds you in his hands. And we are safe with him. Again, the psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. So let us pray. Father God, almighty and everlasting God, we thank you for your faithfulness and love. We pray for our world at a time of financial and political upheaval. We pray that you would raise up leaders of our nations that seek peace and blessing upon their citizens, leaders who will follow in your ways and leaders who will work together across the world for the common good. We pray for our families and our neighbours, for those who are sick or in need of help, for those who need wisdom and grace in difficult times. We pray for them to know your faithfulness and love in their lives. Father God, we bring to you our own needs, our aches and pains, our fears and failures, our confusion and conflict, and we ask you for healing, forgiveness, and your amazing reconciling grace. We thank you for Jesus' humility and obedience, his willingness to give himself for each one of us. And we thank you that through death he brought eternal life. We pray, come Holy Spirit and bring hope into our lives and help us to love one another. In Jesus' name, Amen. There's a peace I've come to know Though my heart and flesh may fail there's an anchor for my soul i can say it is well jesus has overcome and the grave is overwhelmed the victory is won he is risen from the dead and i will rise when he calls my name no more sorrow no more pain i will rise on eagle's wings before my god fall on my knees and rise i will rise the reading today is from the book of ruth and chapter one the book of ruth and chapter 1. In the days when the judges ruled in Israel, a severe famine came upon the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah left his home and went to live in the country of Moab, taking his wife and two sons with him. The man's name was Elimelech and his wife was Naomi. Their two sons were Machlon and Kilian. They were apathophites from Bethlehem in the land of Judah and when they reached Moab they settled there. But then Elimelech died and Naomi was left with her two sons. 
The two sons married Moabite women. One married a woman named Orpah and the other a woman named Ruth. But about ten years after this, both Macklin and Killian died. And this left Naomi alone without her two sons or her husband. Then Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had blessed his people in Judah by giving them good crops again. So Naomi and her daughters-in-law got ready to leave Moab to return to her homeland. With her two daughters-in-law, she set out from the place where she'd been living and she took the road that would lead them back to Judah. But on the way, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back to your mother's homes. And may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. May the Lord now bless you with the security of another marriage. And so she kissed them goodbye and they all broke down and wept. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi replied, why should you go on with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who could grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents' homes, for I'm too old to marry again. And even if it were possible, and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? No, of course not, my daughters. Things are far more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. And again they wept together, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. So the two of them continued on their journey, and when they came to Bethlehem, the entire town was excited by their arrival. Is it really Naomi? the women asked. Don't call me Naomi, she responded. Instead, call me Mara. For the Lord, the Almighty, has made life very bitter for me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has called me to suffer and the Almighty has sent such tragedy upon me? So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by her daughter-in-law Ruth, the young Moabite woman. They arrived in Bethlehem in late spring at the beginning of the barley harvest. We thank God for his word. And of course, Ruth is a, is a beautiful story. And uh, if you have the time, you could read on um, the other chapters and remind yourself of this beautiful story. But one of the things that really sticks out in this story is Naomi's sadness and bitterness. It seemed she suffered more than most, already having to leave home and go to another land because of the famine. She then experienced happiness with her husband, two sons, um, who then married. But her husband died 
and her sons died. And when she returned to, to Bethlehem, she said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, which means bitter. You see, names are important to people. And so it's striking in Ruth chapter 1 verse 20 that Naomi, whose name means pleasant, should express their grief by insisting the people at Bethlehem call her Mara, which means bitter. This indicates her deep disappointment and grief after the death of her husband and two sons in Moab. She travelled there with them and now she returned home alone. And sometimes when we experience such grief and suffering and things all seem to go wrong, we can ask ourselves, where is God in this? Does God not care about me? Does God not love me? Has he forgotten about me? Has he abandoned me? Maybe God is not even real. There's a time, isn't there, with Elijah on the uh, Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal taunt him, saying, where is your God? But God showed up. Uh, powerfully and uh, demonstrated to them that God was very much present and God was very much real. So what what is and what was God's response to Naomi at this time? Well, in the first place, it came through Ruth. She was very blessed with two daughters-in-law, but especially Ruth. Because whatever happened to Naomi, Ruth was going to stand by her side. She was there for Naomi. Even though Ruth was a Moabite, she had promised to remain faithfully at Naomi's side. This is an incredible thing. When she says in the scriptures, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God, and so on. She's devoting herself to stand alongside Naomi and support her and be there for her. The second thing we see is that Ruth attended to Naomi's practical needs. She walked with her back to Bethlehem, but she was there to help her. So if we were to read on in chapter 2, we read that uh, Ruth went out to the harvest fields to pick up the grain that was left beside uh, behind the harvesters. In the rules at that time in, in Israel, the commands from God were that they shouldn't harvest the field completely. They should leave some around the edges so that the poor and foreigners amongst them may find go and help themselves to that little bit of surplus so that they could eat and not grow hungry. And they knew this, and so Ruth went and practically helped her by gathering food for her. <coughs> so Ruth was there with her, her presence. She also helped Naomi. And thirdly, we see that Ruth renewed Naomi's joy. Because as the story continues, Ruth ends up marrying Boaz and bearing a child. Naomi found a new purpose in her life, caring for Ruth's son, which eased her bitterness and brought her joy again. So in Ruth chapter 4, 
and verse 17, we read this. Naomi took, uh, sorry, it's verse 16. Naomi took the baby and cuddled him to her breast as she cared for him as if he were her own. The neighbour women said, Ah, now at last, Naomi has a son again. And they named him Obed, and he became the father of Jesse and the grandfather of David, who was to become King David, one of, uh, the greatest king of Israel. It's a lovely thing that um, in the years that followed, Naomi's joy returned through her faithful daughter-in-law. You see, grief affects everyone. Even Jesus wept at the death of his friend in John chapter 11, verse 35, when Jesus had been called to come and um, touch uh, uh, Lazarus. They wanted to say Lazarus is sick and he should come and heal him. But when he came, by the time he got there, Lazarus had died. and he. But nevertheless, he came to raise him to life again. But before that happened... We read in John 11, verse 35, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And in that phrase, we see how God in Christ empathises with our suffering, sympathises with us in the, in, in the grief and sorrow that we carry in and through life. As believers, we can know the comfort that God provides. But sometimes it's hard to feel it. Sometimes it's hard to experience it. But we know it through the people of God who care for us. I wonder how many times you've gone through difficult times, you've gone through physical suffering or problems in your life. And, and maybe there were particular people, maybe just one person, maybe a few people who gathered around you and were there for you. Sometimes they couldn't fix your problem or fix your pain or fix your sickness or affliction, but they sat with you, they held your hand. You knew that they were there and they would be there for you to strengthen you at that, that time. God sends us people who can walk with us and be with us and encourage us. And in this story um, about Naomi, we find that in her bitterness, Ruth stuck with her and supported her. She helped her with her practical needs. And through marrying Boaz and bearing a child, she restored Naomi's joy again. It's a beautiful story. We thank God for it. And now let's pray. Father God, almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and love. We thank you that your great love drives out fear and we abandon ourselves into your loving arms. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you feel us pain and sorrow, and yet you have overcome. Help us to sympathise with others, to walk with others and share their grief, so that it may not be overwhelming or all-consuming. 
we pray, O God, grant us the peace that transcends all understanding. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, thank you for joining me today. And before we hear a song from Gloria again, let's say the grace together. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. There's a day that's drawing near When this darkness breaks to light And the shadows disappear And my faith shall be my eyes Jesus has overcome And the grave is overwhelmed The victory is won He is risen from the dead And I will rise When he calls my name No more sorrow No more pain I will rise On eagle's wings Before my God Fall on my knees And rise I will rise And I hear the voice Of many angels sing Worthy is the Lamb And I hear the cry of every longing heart Worthy is the Lamb And I hear the voice of many angels sing Worthy is the Lamb And I hear the cry of every longing heart Worthy is the Lamb And I will rise when he calls my name No more sorrow, no more pain I will rise on eagle's wings before my God